Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Catherine Lanigan. A best-selling author has earned awards for both fiction and nonfiction. Her Angel Watch series of books has been translated into more than a dozen foreign languages. Catherine has interviewed hundreds of people over the past 20-plus years and has chronicled her their near-death experiences, visions, and face-to-face meetings with angels as well. And you can't have a Christmas Eve without angels, Catherine, so welcome to the program. Thank you, George. Merry Christmas. You too. Wow, what a fast year this has been, though, right? You know, it has been. I cannot believe that it's Christmas already. It's amazing. What, what is your take, Catherine, on just what angels are? Uh, well, first of all, they are a separate species. You know, they are they were created by God in the very beginning, and they are a different creature than we are. They're not a human being. Human beings cannot become an angel, and an angel cannot become a human being. We each are separate. So, um, and the ones I see are the one are they're winged, and you know, so they are what we traditionally think of as you look at an angel. I don't see the first time I ever saw an angel. I was about three years old, and in the house that I am in now, I uh-huh. live in my family home where I moved in here when I was three years old. Wow. And I know, and it's uh, it's really kind of fun because I these days I do have people come in and they go, the energy in this house is just different. And I go, yeah, well, that's because there's a few angels hanging around here. <laughs> <laughs> now, with, with these angels, some people think that they could be extraterrestrials and that, uh, biblically speaking, when the Bible made reference to fallen angels and entities like that, they were really talking about ETs. What do you think of that? I think ETs are ETs, and I think that they they are not angels. I think that the angels are uh, definitely messengers of God. The angels that we see and we c- and can communicate with are angels and archangels. There are other angels that just stay, you know, in that realm, which if whatever you want to call it, heaven, it's another dimension or paradise, whatever it is. That dimension where, you know, that there are dominions and and powers, thrones, all those principalities, seraphim, cherubim, they all stay with God. They don't come to earth and, and interact with human beings. That's up to the archangels and the angels. To are take care are of. we all assigned, Catherine, a guardian angel? Because that's do. what we were told. Yes, we're we before we come to this earth, we meet with our angel and we are that angel picks us or we pick them whichever or we agree and then they they are with us every single moment of our lives throughout our lives no matter how much you argue with them or yell at them or say I don't believe in you, which I wouldn't do that if I was anybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing that. And um but what is important, I think, right now is for people to understand that there are a lot of angels that you can ask those other angels to come in and help you, especially when you're going through very difficult times, whether they're health problems. You know, there's so many people today that have to take care of their grandchildren, their children, and their parents, you know, the sandwich generation, and and they need help to just emotionally handle all that's being given and put on their shoulders. And and that's where I think angels come in to help comfort, guide, and just 
ease their pain of all of that work. Well, that is absolutely true. Now, in some cases, though, people have tragedies. We're human beings, and, and bad, oh, yeah. bad things happen to good people. What has happened? Where was the guardian angel? How did something like that occur? I love that question, because many times there are things that we have to go through in order for us to to evolve ourselves, for us to learn strength, to learn courage, to come to the other side of that tragedy. We come to this earth, we have to be very, very courageous and strong and brave souls to even come to this really, it's a beautiful planet, but it is a wretched life that many of us live. There's no question. When you think of the people that live in poverty and the people that have no food or no job, um, really have a rough time, they have terrible home life, they go through some very, very tough times. And, but the angel is there, is there with them. Otherwise, they wouldn't survive it at all. A little bit later on in the program tonight, Catherine, uh, Tom Danheiser, our producer, has done a rendition of Footprints in the Sand that we're going to play for people. We'll play it probably next hour. And uh, that, uh, for people who have not ever heard of that poem, uh, it's one of the most dramatic, emotional poems I've ever heard. I mean, it yeah. just uh, it brings a tear to your eye. It does. When you hear it just that. It makes your heart skip a beat, doesn't yep, it? Yep, exactly. And then tomorrow night I'm playing a clip from my uh, favorite movie, It's a Wonderful Life, where Clarence the Angel saved George Bailey. So I guess yeah. that's what an angel's supposed to do, right? Yeah, and they and they do that a lot. They do. I, I'm, I have... Uh, proof of that just with my own son when he was 10 years old he was he used to make plywood um christmas scenes you know for people you know people used to put those in their front yards and put a floodlight on it remember that that's right and so he was a very good artist and he would cut them out of plywood and he'd paint them and stuff so he would go around and get orders and he was coming out from in between um some condos that were across the street from us and um, he got hit by a, a very large SUV, like a truck thing. And, excuse me, and this, I was at my house writing uh, on a book, and this woman came running to my door, pounding on my door, and she said, Lady, lady, come fast. Your boy's been hit by a truck. And I came running across there, and I thought, my life is over. I thought, but if there anything happens to my son, my, my life is over. He was maybe 9, 10 years old. And he, the truck is stopped. She had been driving the truck. The truck is stopped. He's sitting on the curb. And I pick him up, and I go, are you bleeding? Where are you hit? Where are you? He goes, Mom, somebody picked me up and put me over on the curb. Oh, my God. And his 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 little bike is underneath the truck, twisted. He said he was on the bike, and he said, "I don't know how it happened." And the and the woman said, "I hit him. I know I hit him. Look at his look at his his bike. It's a it's a twisted mess." And he was fine. I've got two stories to tell you, and when we take calls with you, Catherine, next hour, I'm sure we'll get a whole bunch of them from our listeners. But I had a lady that called me several years ago during one of these types of shows, mm -hmm. and she was talking about how she went into her garage and saw her son hanging. <gasps> he had just attempted suicide, 
And so here she is, frail, five foot four, trying to lift him up so the slack would be there so the kid wouldn't strangle himself. Right. And of course, she's by herself. She's screaming. She's panicking. She said someone came in the garage and helped lift him up to the point where they were able to get him down. She mm-hmm. turned to thank the person. He was nowhere to be found. He was disappeared. I love the disappearing guys. Yeah, nowhere Aren't to be great? found. <laughs> and then there was another guy who was swimming in the ocean, and he was uh, out a little too far, and he got exhausted, and he got pulled down by a current. And he said, oh, wow. "He said, George, I'm a goner. I'm, I'm, I'm going to drown. Yeah. And he said, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a hand breaks through the, the water. I can see it coming down at me. Mm-hmm. And I grab it, and it pulls me up. And then everybody who was on shore, they're swimming out there to come and save me. Mm-hmm. But I, I got up to thank that person as I got out of the, you know, lifted myself from the water. Again, nobody there. Yeah, yeah there's nobody there. How does this happen? Well, that is, they are, there, are time, there are times when angels come in. They look like human beings. They can they move I think I think they move through the dimensions. They show up, and they they make that change in your life. They do the saving act that they have to save, or they give you just a few words of hope. A friend of mine, she's really in a lost place just recently, and she was in a store, and um, this she's asking for some help from this uh, gentleman, and. And um, she was waiting for a phone call to come in that could possibly change her life. And he says to her, "Um, what can I help you with? He said, I'm here to help you. And she said, well, I don't know if you can help me. And she said, what's your name? And he said, Gabriel. It's coming. No need to worry. She turned around. He was gone. I love it. I love it. That's last week. By the way, we're tracking Santa. Last seen over Lincoln, Nebraska, now headed for Lawrence, Kansas. He's moving along. He is moving along. What are the ways that angels visit us? Excuse me. The biggest or the most common is in dreams. They uh-huh. literally, I mean, when you have a dream of an angel, it's not your imagination. That really happened. They're coming in and they're trying to guide you, to protect you. If you've been praying for something, even if you haven't been praying for something, they may come in and say, hey, you need not to take that job over there because that's not going to be good for you. So dreams are number one. Um, meditation, you know, especially deep meditation, they can come in and talk to you for hours. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.